I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Remedy. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito and... Janice Gant and... Kevin Ebling. What's up, guys? Yay, yay, yay. Another week. Oh my goodness! Time is fine. One more. Can you believe? I mean, can you believe it's almost Thanksgiving? No, I can't. And that another year is about time. Is, I mean, and I can't even imagine being. I I get so excited about being fifty because I'm like, I've lived fifty years. Does it get just get better and better when you're like thinking about how lucky you feel to? I guess because my mom passed away so young. Yeah, such a sense of. But like I look at you, you've you're like, you're, and you're living your best life. (laughs) I know, I know, I am. I would not want to go back for anything. I mean, I'm so happy and content with my life and my children and my grandchildren and my husband and doing this and my limited practice. I've limited it enough to where it's just really great. That's perfect. You know, and so yeah, it is. It just gets better and better. Yeah, you just check on out. You were just talking about your sweet Wesley who's turning 40. And I'm like, how do you have a daughter that's four? I, I mean, that's got to be. My twins turned 18 this weekend. And I'm like, it's going to be. I was, Craig and I were on a walk. And I was like, it's really weird to think about when somebody asks how old are your children. I say 18. <laughs> That's weird. I feel 18. I I know. I feel 40. Well, I think we look about that. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go with that since we're okay. both in baseball caps today. Okay, yeah. I feel 42. You do? <laughs> How old are you, Kevin? 36. Oh, yeah. Wrong direction. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wrong direction. Actually, the other day with the, after my knee surgery, I was like going up the stairs, you know, one, you know, one step and the other leg meets it on that step and then down like that. It's hard to go down the steps because you have to bend your knee so oh, much. I bet and going I, down is so much more painful than going it up. It is. And I was like. Oh, my Lord. You just see pe- old people doing that going, you know, and I'm like, okay. We got to get this going. <laughs> I can't be meeting all my steps. Uh, like uh, uh, I got is... a one leg, next step, next yeah. step, next step. <laughs> it's so true. Whenever I'm at the Hillcrest High School football games and I see those kids run down from bleacher to bleacher, I'm like, <gasps> like I would lose my teeth. Oh, oh, yeah. I would die. Yeah. I would break my neck, lose my teeth. Like I cannot, I cannot believe how agile we used to be. I know. I know. <laughs> I would <laughs> never do that. <laughs> oh, ever, never, goodness. ever. Oh, well. It's- okay, so we need to thank our sponsor for today. It's one of you and I's favorite people in the whole wide world. Oh, who is it? Mary Catherine Bass. Oh, Mary Catherine, I haven't seen you in so long. I love yeah, Mary me Catherine. It's been years. She's a sweetheart. She is a sweetheart. <clears throat> ever since we did that remote at the gym. When was that? Oh, it was a couple of years ago. That was now, a couple right? years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. God, it's that weird, feels right? like forever ago. But I that know. was really fun. Mm-hmm. That was fun. 
That was we need to do. Have one you we should do that again. Have you seen her kiddos lately? Well, they're all in college. I know, but have you seen them when they've been home or anything? No, no. They were home, and I think that, well, they came home for a weekend, but I'd, I'll see them over Thanksgiving for sure. Uh-huh. Good. But we no. give them a big hug from me. They would you? are living their best life. Uh, I, I, I can only I mean, imagine. Those two are beyond amazing. I love they them. They are, they're darling. Love, love, love them also. Okay, so today we're going to stay on this Thanksgiving theme. And Janice had this beautiful uh, thought that she shared with Kevin and I and was like, maybe we should talk about this. And it's perfect because it was today and it says, or the thought is titled, You Are Welcome to the Banquet. So this is what we're going to talk about today. And Janice, why don't you just start by... Reading it, if you don't mind. No, I'm happy to. Um, Peace be unto thee, stranger. Peace be unto thee, stranger. Enter and be not afraid. I have left the gate open, and thou art welcome to my home. There is room in my house for all. I have swept the hearth and lighted the fire. The room is warm and cheerful, and you will find comfort and rest within. The table is laid, and the fruits of life are spread before thee. The wine is here also. It sparkles in the light. I have set a chair for you where the sunbeams dance through the shade. Sit and rest and refresh your soul. Eat of the fruit and drink of the wine. All, all is yours, and you are welcome. And that's by Ernest Holmes. I love that. God, the way you read, read that was so, like, isn't, I just wanted to crawl in. I just wanted to be a part of it. so, isn't that, inviting. didn't that just, oh, inviting is a perfect word. Uh, then the rest of it says, there is so much wonder, love, and joy in life. The banquet of life is lavishly prepared, and it's there for you every moment. Don't stand at the table thinking you are not worthy and don't deserve to partake of life's richness. Take a plate and take what you want, but not more than you can enjoy. Come back as often as you like. The table is continually replenished. Savor each bite. It's all there for you. Catered from spirit is boundless love. Spiritual contemplation. Are you enjoying the banquet of life? What keeps you from savoring every bite and going back for more? And then the affirmation. I love this. Spirit has set a lavish table, and I enjoy the feast of life. I just love this thought. I mean, I absolutely love this thought. I know. <clears throat> and it's so true. Oh, it's so true. I so believe it. But what makes, I've, I've thought about it as you were reading, and I'm sure you have thought the same thing when you are sitting with someone and they don't believe this. Mm-hmm. It All you want, not only do I believe this for myself, mm-hmm. but I have such a deep desire for everybody to believe and accept this truth. And expect it. Yeah, that's even even better word. Yeah. I love that word. 
Yeah. So what what ring what are some things that ring and we can break it down piece by piece, but what are some things that really ring true for you in this? What part do you really love? Well, I th- I think what I uh what I've experienced in the past and what I see people experience is getting hung up on the absence of abundance when it's not right there in front of them and uh-huh. then they start they're thinking from a place of lack mm-hmm. or they give their power to, you know, let's say somebody's getting a divorce and they're having trouble figuring out the money situation. And let's say the, the woman looks at the, at the, her soon to be ex-husband and looks at him as being her source instead of God as being mm-hmm. her source. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe the the man might be the the venue through which the source arrives but it may not but when we are focused on lack that's what we will receive mm-hmm. and i love that so the good. whole thought of this around thanksgiving because it's just such you know our tables are so full of food mm-hmm. and everybody's coming and eating and enjoying and it's just so it's uh, and and when we look at our lives and you know, for me, my children and my grandchildren and my friends and you and Kevin and uh, I mean, I could go on and on and on about the lavish things that are at my table, mm. my banquet I love of life, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever we focus on will grow. Yes. And whatever lack we focus on will grow yeah i was telling uh, the, i was having this conversation so many thoughts come to my mind as you say all that but this last week i was uh counseling this girl um who she really has a crush on this boy uh-huh. and she like really liked him really wanted to give it a chance and he's just not that interested and she was like i mean it's just really hard it's really hard that i'm not good enough for him oh and I was like, <laughs> like yeah, stop, tap those brakes. Like, don't ever say that. Don't ever say that. And, and yet I do feel like so many people, when they don't get that thing, whether it's the job or the guy or the girl or the yeah. And fill in the blank, yeah. you know, that they they have this sense that they're not worthy of it or they're not good enough for it. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And she was like, but, you know, he's such a good guy. And I feel like it, that's exactly the kind of guy that I would want to like me. And I was like, so that, you know what that means? There's even something better. Yeah. If not that, then something better. Yes. Yeah. And and I I just why why do we allow ourselves as humans we assign the reason for why things aren't working out as if we're not good enough or we're not worthy or we're dumb or we're not pretty enough or we must not be skinny enough or we must not have enough money enough mm-hmm. or like why does a no from the world, why do we assign ourselves an unworthiness of the yes we wanted? Well, I think that we 
if we, I think that we have created that. If we get a no from the world, I think it's either that there's something better, no, there's something better, or no, I haven't believed that I deserved it in some way. And so I am accustomed to not being enough. And I think a lot mm. of us have been taught that, you know, in our, a lot of our religious, um, and we've talked about this before, a lot of our uh, real conservative religious organizations mm -hmm. have have glamorized poverty and, and all of that, and that to want abundance is being selfish and, you know, and I just believe that it's all there for all of us. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I don't know how you could read the Bible. I'm reading the same Bible that those people are reading. Like my Bible <laughs> says something completely different. When Jesus in John 14 says, I came to give you life and not just life, but abundant, abundant. <laughs> uh -huh. you know, there's not an asterisk uh, uh, b beside that that says, but if you, but mm -hmm. it, like abundance is our, we are deserving. We, well, it's our birthright. It's our birthright. It's like as if my divine. grandchildren or my children come to the table, the banquet yes. at Thanksgiving and if they stood there and said, oh, gosh, I'm not worthy of this amount of food or of, the, of this beautiful table, mm -hmm. you know, of we'd all be like, are. of course you are. Mm -hmm. Of mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. And some people don't have it. Yeah. And, that, and I have great compassion for that. Sure. And I believe that they can all have it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just think so much of it has to do with our lack-mindedness. Yes. So when somebody comes to you and they feel like they are not in a place of abundance and they don't know how to get to a place of abundance, like, like you say, everybody has access to it, that you may not be there today, mm -hmm. but it is yours. How to, when, when people come to you, Janice, and they hear that, but they can't see how how they will ever get out of this place to to the banquet table, to the table, when the table seems too far, too hard, too unapproachable, mm -hmm. how do you how do you counsel someone to believe that it is, that they have got a seat? Well, you know, I if if it's a relationship Mm -hmm. then I, uh, one of the things that I really do try to stress to people is that we are not victims. Most of us are victims of our choices. And so if you look back, let's say you're in a relationship that isn't great and blah, blah, blah. And you're thinking, oh gosh, why can I not have this great relationship? Well, you get, you picked this guy or this mm -hmm. woman. So you got to let go of that mm -hmm. in order to be willing to walk with your hands and your palms up. Mm -hmm. so that the universe can fill that with something better. Or if it's a job. I mean, I don't believe that for most of us that gold coins are going to fall down <laughs> from the heavens. Yep. But I do think that if you seek your passion in your work or and you that, that it's work, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be 
we don't have to work mindlessly and may and crazily at something that we don't enjoy. I don't think that that's where you're going to find that abundance. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think it's got to come from a passion place. Oh yeah. When I a couple years ago, and you know this, I, when I was approached to take a job that mm-hmm. back in corporate and you know the price tag looked really good and the the pay the benefits the title all the things and i really thought oh this is this is the responsible uh-huh. i'm a single mom i you know there's not uh, yeah you know, <clears throat> we're not making a lot of money on the podcast <laughs> you know? uh, you're not and, <laughs> I'm making a lot of money from the podcast <laughs> I mean I have to supplement a little but, <laughs> uh, but I um, you know there was there was just some stability in that but I had I would have to walk away from my passion and mm-hmm. what I feel like I was created for to do that and I did it and I am telling you, that was hands down the most miserable professional experience of my entire life. I did it for one year. I barely crawled to the finish line. I hated it. I know. I remember. I mean, hated it. And I was terrible at it. I think they hated me just as much as I hated it. I mean, I just was terrible at it. And and I am so good at what I do. Like when when Yes, when you are. When you're in your dance space and you're on you're on that floor that you should should be on, your light can't help but shine. No. No. And the abundance in that will come. Yeah. It might take a minute. Sure. It always takes a minute. Yeah. You know, but but my gosh, like it—it it is so—it is so important that we lean into the, the, our passions, our heart, our where our spirits are calling us, what our guts are telling us. Well, and where we are nourished. Yes. To where yes. you're not going to go to a banquet and have a bunch of liver and onions yeah that's such a really good way to say it where we are nourished too Mm -hmm. that's such a great you know i i feel that every single time i teach bible study on Mm -hmm. thursday like these people come because i i because i I love you and you're good at it say something that they enjoy Mm -hmm. but every single week i walk away and i'm like Mm -hmm. god what that blesses me just as much as i feel Mm -hmm. like i get to bless them it really is true. We are nourished when we're in that place. Kev, do you feel nourished by what you do? Yeah, most of it. Mm-hmm. I'd say about 85% of the time. There's well, certain that, things I hate oh, doing. Oh, sure. You know? Hey, there's no. 85%. Yeah, yeah Administration, yeah. Yeah, yeah, billing, for bookkeeping. All yes, taxes. Yeah. <laughs> IT stuff I have to do. Yeah, taxes. <laughs> IT is a huge thing that... I did not expect you have to troubleshoot something every day. Oh my gosh, I would think that that's what would keep me from doing your job. <laughs> oh, is me I would too. Be, feel like I had two left feet. Sometimes it's satisfying to fix things, but when people are in the studio, it's really stressful. Yeah, I understand that, but you're a lot harder on yourself than anybody in the studio would ever be on you. That's probably true. At as least well. when we're in here. Yeah. Well, and you Definitely know when, when you're you when you're seeking a passion, when it's a when it's coming from a place of passion, 
even the grungy stuff that you don't like or those times when it feels uh, overwhelming, that's part of that pathway to keep you going to accomplish what you want. Yeah. You know, and so it's not always a bowl of cherries. Oh, yeah. No. But it, but even when it's not, it, that feels very different than oh, yeah. working somewhere like what you were talking about, Tova, mm. and you were, there were no cherries for you. And it's mm-hmm. not because of the company. It was no. because it wasn't your thing. No. It was just, a, it was mm-hmm. not the right. It was not an abundant place or choice for me. And that was a great lesson for me. Great oh, life lesson. Invaluable. For me. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's the same thing with relationships. If a relationship is not working and somebody, if somebody leaves you because they don't want to be with you anymore, then that may be just God doing for you what you might not do for yourself. So you mm-hmm. are going to be able to bid them adieu <laughs> and be like, okay, now... I've done that, but now bring it on. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the, what is going to nourish me and feed my soul. You know, so, and if a marriage ends or if somebody, for all the parties, it, it, it's, it's, there's, there's good in it. Oh, yes. For oh, sure. Yes. Oh, yes. I just, I have always felt like life is too short and life is too long to not be in this place True. of abundance. Yeah. I love the part of the, um, <clears throat> hold on. I loved the part where it said, uh, take what you need and and not anything more. Mm-hmm. So to me, well, I, I'll say what, what this means to me, but I'd love to hear your take on it too. It says there's room in my house for all, uh, hold on. Oh wait, it was in this part. Take a plate and take what you want, but not more than you can enjoy. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, to me, this really reminds me um, to not get too greedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And more, 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 yes, more, more. Mm-hmm. That that more isn't always the answer. Mm-hmm. You know when when. When I was 17, eight, or no, 22, 23, getting out of college, I made $17,000. <laughs> and I was like, hot damn, $17,000. And then my next job, I made $44,000. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then my next job, I made over $100,000. <laughs> and it just, I was like, and my mind was blowing, uh-huh. but you know what? No matter what, no matter where that next paycheck took me, mm-hmm. I always bumped up against that living. Mm-hmm. I just upped the ante in my living, mm-hmm. and 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 pretty soon, whatever that number was, it because I was young and greedy and didn't really think through it. I always wanted more. Mm-hmm. Wherever wherever I was next, then I wanted the next thing. It wasn't ever enough. Is it now for you? Oh yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh yes. I mean, I'll take more, but I don't live. I don't. I am live in a place of gratitude mm-hmm. and and acceptance mm-hmm. versus this more, 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 mm-hmm. more, more. 
Uh-huh. Um, because well, I think no matter what you have, you just kind of, you, you, I tend to just, okay, now I'm making that much money. I'm going to live accordingly. But if you're not safe, responsible, mm-hmm. vigilant, um, you know, no matter what you make, it could never be enough. Right. I mean, you can, well, it can never be enough to outride your spending if you're spending a ton. I mean, if that, if yes. you have that insatiability about more clothes, more shoes, more that. trips, more, more, uh, I mean, just more, 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 more. It's like if you keep going back to that banquet at Thanksgiving and you get, you know, another plateful when you really are satisfied, but you don't take the time to notice that you're satisfied yeah. and then you fill that plate up again and you may have a tummy ache, you yeah. know, so there there's more is not always better, yeah. you know, and I have, uh, I have, I feel that at my age, you know, I know when you have, when you're young and you are going to have a family and you're thinking about your children and putting your children through college mm-hmm. and all of that stuff, then you, 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 there's certainly nothing wrong with you wanting more so that you can feel contentment and feel relief that you have enough that you can do those things Mm -hmm. that are going to benefit you and your kids, Mm -hmm. you know? So I get, I get that. And I'm, I mean, we're not supposed to settle, but we can settle if we, it's like for me, because I've cut back on my hours. I mean, I could still be making a lot more money than I'm making right now, but I don't want to work as much as I used to work. And so now for me, this is enough, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. And so, but you, I think there's different phases in your life where you have to be able to recognize that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with anybody wanting a ton of whatever it is they want. I don't think so either. But most of the time it comes with a price. Yeah. I think it's just, I, I think the tipping point for me is I, I always want more and I always, I'm, I'm always working harder and for more, but I think that I am doing that while also being grateful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I, I have plenty. My plate is really full, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. What yeah. it is right now. Well, and then if you if you were or if I were to continue to want more, 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 it, I would probably lose the pleasure mm-hmm. of doing what I'm doing. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I think that that's where each individual has to decide. And I don't. Be, I mean, if somebody wants to make half a million dollars a year, I'm like, go get it. Oh yeah. You know. But if but if it costs you your peace of mind and you're gone from your family mm-hmm. all the time and mm-hmm. you're stressed out, it, it's you got to weigh the price, the cost of it in your body and your yeah. life. Yeah, totally. for the insatiability of more, more, more. And there's uh, there's a difference in allowing more to just come, and that that feverish search for more, and you lose your peace of mind. Yeah. You know, that's not worth it, at least to me right now. Mm -mm. No, it's not worth it to me at all. I'd rather, I'd rather be home with my kids. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I, I have given up money for a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. 
um, before. Yeah. You have too, Kev. Definitely. Yeah. And you are too. Yeah. I mean, you could be making, yeah. you could have, you could see 70 people a week. That'd be exhausting. I'd be hanging from the tree out there. <laughs> <laughs> Upside like, down. Who is that woman? <laughs> <laughs> Upside yeah. down. No, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Now, it, where I am, I just want to be around the people I love. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. And do a, that is my a little bit of what you love to do and what you're really good yeah, at. Yeah, do a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, it's good. So when you were reading it, and I don't remember which part made yeah. me think of this, but I thought about a Bible verse that I read last week. So, you know, I teach this Bible study on Thursdays. And we're, we were finishing up Matthew 7 last week, and it was that part in the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, ask, it will be given to you. Knock, it will be open. Um, seek. Seek, and you will find. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if, you're, if you, being a good parent, if your son asked you for a stone, would you give him a snake or bread? Would you give him a stone or whatever Yeah, it is. I love that verse, you know, too. Mm-hmm. And... And I thought about the people who are listening to this and they are skeptical or maybe a little sour or maybe a little uh, like over this conversation because they've been asking and they're not getting and they've been seeking and they're not finding and they've been knocking and nobody's answering the door. They feel like that. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and so when somebody has come to you and they're feeling just forgotten, left out, uh, that this is, this is true for everybody except them. So what I would say to them, yep. what part do you have in sabotaging that? Ooh. There's something that is not, is somebody is doing either they're they're being stuck in a job that they don't like or they are uh they are you know staying in a relationship that is not fulfilling and you know in my first marriage i i just i kept praying that god would fix my marriage mm-hmm. and and doing certain things to fix that marriage, and it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't me not seeking, mm-hmm. but I had a I had a choice mm-hmm. to walk away from that, mm-hmm. and I did. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know. So my part, I, I because as we give up our our mentality of being a victim, mm-hmm. that's when it all good. changes. Because if I picked you. Guess what? That's me. Yep. That's my picker. If I stayed a long, long time, that's me. Mm-hmm. That's my picker. Mm-hmm. If I want this great job, but I don't investigate going back to grad school or something like that, that's you. Mm-hmm. You know, so we always have a part. And I think that if 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 you feel like a victim, you're going to feel very disempowered. And if you have the courage to stop and say, all right, What's my part in this? Really and you good. look at it and maybe you talk to somebody like you, Tova, or me, or a friend or something. And sometimes people don't see their part, yeah. you know, and then you say, so what's my part in this? 
really good. And then once you start to recognize it, it may be that you just walk around with a lack mentality, Mm. you know, or it may be, I don't know, but I do think that we always have a part. I totally agree with that. And I really love that you said that because I think that it's our tendency often as people to to play the victim card. Oh, yeah. And to be like, well, I keep trying and it's just not coming. And I keep hoping and I keep dating and he's just not out there. You know, I think I remember, I think I told you this. I probably shared it on this podcast. But when I was dating and uh, I'd, I'd, I'd gone out on a bunch of dates and I just wasn't. I wasn't having much luck. And <laughs> I said to my dear friend, Mary Catherine, I was like, oh, this is just so, fr- like, I hate dating. There's no good guys out there. Mm. And she was like, stop it. Stop <laughs> it, stop it, stop it. And she was like, let's go through that list of the guys that you've dated. And she went through them one by one. And she was like, and -and so-and-so taught you this, and you had so much fun going out with this guy. And, I mean, what about how funny so-and-so was? And and she was like, just because you haven't found that guy yet doesn't mean he doesn't exist. And if you're putting that attitude out there, Mm -hmm. P.S., that's exactly what's coming back Mm -hmm. your way. It's so true. And she... I was so grateful that she she set me straight. She was like, you've mm-hmm. got to stop talking like that. You've got to stop thinking like that. Like, that's it's just not true. Well, and I think a lot of times with prayer, too, I think a lot of people will pray that this person that they're in a relationship with will change or they'll, they'll start liking you more. They'll stop drinking or they'll stop using drugs or they'll work harder or whatever. So rather than getting your poking your bony finger at somebody else, (laughs) poking your bony finger finger at yourself and say, what's my part? And it may be that you're there, (laughs) you know? So, but it's like, if we are wanting someone to change and we're praying for change, I I used to do that. Oh yeah. I would just pray, pray, pray that, that God would make some changes for me. But I was just sitting on my booty. Oh, yeah. You know, rather than, hey, girl, how about your part? Yep. You picked it, and you're there. (laughs) That's so good. Unless somebody ties me up and puts me in the back of a trunk, I I had something to do with being there. Well, I really love that because not only do we have a part in it, an active part in it, where we, the self-examination of, okay, Tova, yes, you're not you're not getting everything you want, but where where are you self-sabotaging? Where are you not showing up? Where are you not doing your trying your best? You know, it's like, huh, huh. <laughs> like, no, like there's always things that I could be doing more better and and it's so true. <laughs> Going back to that one thing that I that I talked about when when I because this you know that passage in the Bible can be really hard for people because uh-huh. they think they know what their be- what the best thing for them mm-hmm. would be. And mm-hmm. so they ask for God to change their husbands and they ask for God to mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then God doesn't answer the door. God doesn't d- do that thing. And so then they feel betrayed by 
their God. And mm-hmm. I don't believe that God ever betrays us. Oh, no. Or And I think us. that what we do is we just pray, rather than praying for somebody to change, just pray that God will show you what you need to do. That's exactly right. Because the only thing that we can do is is ourselves. Yeah. That's it. That's the only, so pray for strength that you can either get out or you can or you do, can make stay. the necessary yes. changes yes. that need to be made. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that that that's where that verse thy will be done mm-hmm. really is a is a is a good reminder that you know God uh, we have limited vision, we have limited knowledge, we have l- limited and we're limited in a lot of ways. And God is not Santa Claus. Mm-mm. And just because we do good, it doesn't mean we're going to get good. And we have to show up. We have to do our part. We have to make the moves. And then, and then, even then, if we're still not getting what we want, I think, I think we have to trust. Well, yeah. I think you let go and let God. You I let mean, go and, and let that's God. That's that, it. You know, that first, the first steps of 12-step programs is admitted we're powerless over alcoholism, drug addiction, other people, mm-hmm. all that. Second step, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Because when I am trying to control somebody, I am insane. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nobody likes me. And then the third is mm-hmm. you just make a decision to turn your will and your life over to the care of God. So you're like, okay, show me. Yeah. And then that you just, and then it will happen. Yes, it will. And it will be, if you trust God and you let God, it will be better than anything that you could have ever imagined. Absolutely. Yeah. I had a, I was talking with a guy today out of California and he told his girlfriend to get out. And so she got out and it's just this Uh thing that they do again and again. And he was like, so how do I get her back? <laughs> like, oh boy. Tell her to like, stay away, then she'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole thing was like, what do I need to say and what do I need to do to control her? Mm-hmm. And get, I'm like, Mm-mm. the mm-hmm. only thing that you can do in this equation is you. Nobody wants to be controlled. You know, Nobody. they really don't. Mm-mm. When do you... When do you hate being controlled the most? What is something that somebody does and you're like, when this happens, ooh, I just hate it. You know, I don't think there's really anything. I don't think anybody tries to control me in any way. I think they just realize it ain't going to happen. <laughs> they gave up. <laughs> they gave up a long time ago. <laughs> no, I really, I don't know. That's a really good question. I just cannot think of Anything. I literally, if I don't want to do something, I do not do it. No, and I, th- I'd like to think that I'm the same way. But if I feel like somebody's trying to get me to, mm-hmm. like, I'll give you an example. I have a very specific example when I asked you. I don't like it when Craig and I have conflict, and he tells me the, the timeline of when I need to get over something. Oh yeah, that's not good. I do not like that. No. It really upsets me when he's like, it's been 24 hours. That's long enough. I'm like, for you? Yeah. 
Yeah. Let me be. Yeah. I'm, I will let you know when I'm finished with my thing. (laughs) Mine is just a little longer than yours. And I'm not, I'm not taking it out a week or even 72 hours, but I just need a minute. If somebody upsets me. Well, you may need 72 hours sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, he, he doesn't like it. And it only makes me more upset. Mm -hmm. I do not like to, Mm -hmm. I don't like people trying to control how I feel. Well, what he could do that, or, or in anybody else that's in this situation could do, as opposed yeah, to saying something like, okay, that's enough. You've had enough time. You, it's time for you to get over that. If somebody would say, you know what? I feel, um, I feel really sad that you are holding on to that. And I am, I'm really ready for us to move past that. And when you're ready, I would really appreciate you letting me know. So I'm going to ask for what I want, what I want, but I'm going to be compassionate to the whoever's in dancing that dance with me. Somebody tells me, "Well, just get over it." Oh, Bessie, <laughs> I'm like, Mm-mm-mm. I may hold on to this for four years. <laughs> you know, so if you'll ask for what you want and be and, and be understanding, I understand that you are taking a little longer than what I might want you to do, but I want you to know that I understand that's your process. And when you're ready to let this go and us move on or talk more about it, please let me know. Yeah. You know, so then you're then you're starting to collaborate a little bit on that. But and the thing about it is, guys. If you tell uh, your girlfriend or your wife or whatever that they need to do something, you are acting like their daddy (laughs) and they are not going to want to have sex with their daddy (laughs) unless they are really sick. No. So if you like the hokey pokey, (laughs) you might let that go. Yes. You know? Yeah. I do not like to be controlled. Oh, no. Well, it's an illusion. You can't control anybody anyway. Yeah. No, no. That's the truth. I just don't like somebody trying to do that. Yeah, I agree. Ooh, baby. Uh It it uh makes me mad. Uh Uh-huh. Me too. It it makes me (laughs) mad. I'm like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Kev. When do you feel the most abundant in your life? I don't even know that I fully understand what having an abundant life even means. Really? Yeah. Well, if you may, if you wrote out a well, gratitude a- list, like Elise, my mom, my dad, my good health, like my when business. do you feel? Give me a synonym for abundance. Like your cup, uh, your cup is full. You feel satiated you feel like you just had a really nice big meal at the banquet when when do you feel like that in life like on vacation when you get no having a really productive day i guess okay yeah and i almost think that it would be uh, another synonym for that is if when you are sitting and you're thinking wow i'm really lucky that i get Mm. to do this show Mm. on my own and i'm not having to work at a radio station any longer, you know, so that could be when you're feeling abundant in that aspect of your life. Sure. Then yeah, that definitely happens then that, yeah. that case. Yeah. And like Elise, you know, when you go home and there mm-hmm. she is and she's so pretty and so sweet and you think, God, oh, I feel so definitely. full. Especially feel- when she's napping because she naps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what about it when she's napping feels good for you? Because she's not talking. No, it's like... <laughs> 
you come home and she looks so sweet sleeping and it's like Sweet. Like, how, how did I get so lucky to have this person pick me for the rest of their life? You know? oh, and I'm because just like, she picked you because you're a catch. Then she wakes up and starts bossing me around. And I'm like, no. <laughs> That's why it's sweet when she's I think that rubs that. off from her job from wrangling three-year-olds all day. Probably. Shove it. Totally. <laughs> totally. But she knows it's very difficult to control me also. You know, and I think a lot of that, I think a lot of the... Um, a lot of re- the recognition of abundance and that banquet table being so full, it gets more and more and more clear and obvious the older you get. You know, I mean, I my heart, like Wesley, my daughter from Australia came home the other night. She walked in the door and I was crying. Kurt was crying. <laughs> we were all just, bo- I mean, I was like, that was just, you know, it, it's it's interesting. It's almost like the abundance mentality shrinks a little bit just because it's not there aren't as many things that are you value as much Mm. i called owen the other day because i was i was looking at some i give the kids like a christmas pajamas thing every year Mm -hmm. so i called owen and he goes hey tutu and i was i couldn't believe he answered his phone and (laughs) because he has a recording on his phone that says hey this is owen uh, leave me a message. I may or I may not call you back. <laughs> it's really funny. So he's well. So he picks up the phone and he says, "Hi, Tutu." And I said, "Hey, oh, what are you doing?" And he said, "I'm I'm at the Y." And I said, "Are you working out?" And he said, "No, me and one of his buddies, who was standing right there, uh, are playing basketball." And I said, "Well, that's fun." And I said, um, "So." what's your favorite brand of clothing right now if I get you something for Christmas? And he said, you know, Tutu, what I would really like is a white Nike sweatshirt with black lettering that says Nike across the front. And I was like, okay, done. And then he goes, okay, thanks, Tutu. I said, okay, oh, and he goes, I love you, Tutu, in front of his buddy. Oh, You know, and I'm like, I love you too, Owen. I mean, that is the fullness of my heart. Yeah, I know. You know, it's so interesting what happens. That is, whenever, so Wednesday mornings I teach, I teach yoga at Hillcrest High School. And so sometimes I'll run into my kids Uh and every single time they say bye and I love you and in front of their teams. And I'm like, I know. It's there is something. What is that? It's just magic. It is. It is magic to my bones. I feel it in every cell. Well, you know, and I think what's so, so cool about that is when they say it, they're saying it just. It's like bye, comes, mom. Love you. Yeah, it just uh, rolls, rolls off their off. tongue, mm-hmm. which means that they're so comfortable built feeling love for you or for me. And they just put it out there. Oh, it's just, it's, so that's, you know, that's That's abundance for you. Yeah. Well, I knew it had to do with your kids and grandkids because nothing lights you up the way that those, the way that your kids and and Tom, Tom is really a, he's a, he's such a light in my life. That's so sweet. Yeah. He really is a nice guy. He, poor guy. He has been waiting on me hand and foot. Wow, you would surgery. do the same for him. I would. I get that. I think. No, I would. I totally you would. Totally. Would. I totally would. But it, it does take a ton of patience. I mean, this has been a process, uh-huh. and for him to just keep on keeping on with I his know. sweet way, and 
he's, he's good. You, I know your picker was way on with him. I didn't pick him. My girls picked him. Oh yeah, him. and yeah. I love that's even better. Yeah, God knew that I was not capable. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That is just a really good example of abundance in the universe coming your way. Yeah. Like you will be protected. You will. But think about all the things that you had to say no to mm-hmm. or walk away from mm-hmm. that that. And I know a couple of those because I've been through the same thing mm-hmm. where it's kind of you're trying to force the abundance. Mm-hmm. Dang, this looks like it should uh-huh. be abundant. <laughs> oh, yeah, the plane you did in that private <laughs> jet. That's abundance. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's it's true. It is. It's really true. And I just think that this time of the year, too, I mean, I think that that's what is so fun about it is just recognizing all of those gifts and the and the banquet being so massively filled mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know i i do agree with you that i think that there's there's a simplicity of that comes with age and appreciation you know mm-hmm. when you're young you kind of have it's it, you have so much of your life left. It feels a little insatiable. Well, you're you're accumulating. You're accumulating. You got to pay for college. You've yeah. got to. I mean, yes, it's no. Yeah, you've got to raise kids. You've got to. Mm-hmm. You've got to do weddings. You've got to. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm I'm getting to where my kids are about to go, and mm-hmm. I'm feeling that, and I, it really does do something. Them growing up, I mean, I was riding their cards for their 18th birthday on Saturday, bawling my eyes mm-hmm. out. And it's just the simple little mm-hmm. things in life, the older you get, that you appreciate so deeply. Like Owen saying, I love you too, too. I yeah. mean, that is just, that's just, that's deathbed kind of stuff. I know. You it know? is. Makes that's, me cry right now. Yeah. But I'm an emotional wreck. <laughs> Well, that comes with age uh, too. Yeah, and uh, hydrocodone at night. <laughs> and that. <laughs> Kev, oh, I meant to bring you beers today. I totally forgot. I forgot about that too. Yeah, we talked about that last Yeah, time. I need to restock in here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're we'll, right. We'll get to it. Yeah. Maybe next week for Thanksgiving. Good call. Oh, speaking of, so next week we are going to do a show on, oh, yeah. um, and we want you listeners to contribute. And the show is going to be what you are thankful for and why. So if you guys will email, direct message, you can direct message us at Be The Remedies. You can send us text messages, emails, what, however you want to communicate with us. What are you most thankful for and why? Mm-hmm. And we're going to read your answers yeah. next week on the show. Yeah. It'll be really fun. Yeah. I love yeah. when our listeners get involved. Me too. What day are we going to be recorded for? for Monday. Next Monday? Next okay. Monday. If that works for y'all. Yeah. 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 Monday okay. at one. Yep. So that'll I be, will be here. Next, next Monday. Be on the lookout for that. But in the meantime, it is our hope that you believe that abundance is for you. Your birthright. Yes. You are a co-creator with God. You were created in his image for greatness and unapologetically go get it yeah it's the table's what ready it's set it is it's set (laughs) all right y'all have a great week bye guys